The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Fight! My American. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. Pardon. My American. Global Awakening to the New World Order. Pardon. My American. Artificial intelligence. Pardon. My American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. Well, welcome to the show. Here we are. Hidey ho. Hidey ho. How's everyone doing today? Oh, spectacular. <laughs> no, yeah, hey guys, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Uh, Just chilling. It's warm. It's very warm. It's awesome outside right now. It's beautiful out. This room is hell in a home, if you know what uh, I'm saying. I'm hey, okay. You know what? You're okay? I'm, I don't know. It's not too bad. <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay. I'm Are not you pitting? Sure. I might. I probably am. Are you shitting? Not shitting. Now that's no. a separate problem. Nah, dude. I got my swim shorts on, though. It feels good. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. nice. I'm glad to see good weather. Yes. It's about damn time. It's been rough in the It's Northwest. only almost the end of June. Yeah. It's like about our first fucking time like no the shit. good weather shows up. Uh, we've had like three days or four days. I'm I'm probably under but less than a week of really nice, nice weather. Dude. Oh yeah. This is nothing compared to Texas. No, nah, it's as hot as Don't balls. Don't be complaining. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. No, it's just it's room. The I room? want air conditioning. Yeah. We need air conditioning. That's true. That's yeah. what it comes down to. You'll get there. Anyways, guys, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, yes. Greg's got a topic that he's been uh, looking into and is, is excited to share with us. Don't and just say I'm looking into it. I'm obsessed with it. This is like I'm my life. No, I'm kidding. But but it's 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 damn and it's fascinating. Well, it's going to be a good one because <laughs> me and Chris know next to nothing. And so the good thing about this is that we're going to we're going to actually we're going to ask you questions. Yeah. Because I know you've been looking into this, yes. and I'm still a little like I'm trying to figure out where this is going, dude. I still have a lot of questions too. Sure, uh, but it is an interesting topic, and, and I and I am excited to hear what you have to say about it because there's a lot of things going on with the Utah shit. Yeah, it's the Utah ritualistic child sex abuse. Yeah, yeah. So and they're all allegations. We have to say that. Though. Oh, like, that's not right. It's definitely nope. not right, but they're all allegations. So no one has been accused, right? No. So it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, so, guys, we want to get rolling on that. But before we do so, uh, guys, go check out pardonmyamerican.com. Um, actually, pardonmyamericanpodcast.com or is it pardonmyamerican? Pardonmyamerican.com, you bro. Pardonmyamerican. You don't know our own website? I don't website? know. I'm fucking out of it right now. Uh, Chris is actually wearing the shirt right now Hell that he yeah. just created. It is a beauty. I PMA. love the gold and black. I got to be honest with you. That is my favorite color combination. PMA militia shirt. Yes. Everybody go get it. Check um, it out. Got lots of new merch coming, guys. Go check out Patreon. If you're not a member of our Patreon, do it. We have a Saturday paranormal show that's coming this weekend. Mm. It is one of our favorite things. Once so a month. Zoom call. Lots of questions. We shoot the shit for sometimes up to two hours. Uh, it's it's a fucking long one. Yeah. And it is it is awesome. So we're doing time travel. Yes. And I'm excited. It's going to be good. And uh, it's just a, it's a it's a family, bro. It's a group of people that we we have a lot of respect for. They like us, we like them, and we have fun. So go check that out if you guys are not on that. And then we like some of them. Oh, oh Chris is throwing them under the bus. I like <laughs> them all. 
I like them all. Danielson needs some work on oh, well, Danielson his beer cracking. Yeah, yeah, we got we got our uh, step up your beer cracking. Yeah, Danielson's cool I'm as shit, but we, we we got to get that cracking skills up to bar. Yeah, I know you are. We always mess with Danielson. So, anyways, go check that out. Follow, like, share, tell your friends, wear your shit. Uh, if you guys got shirts, send us pictures. Yes. We want to see that stuff. Spread the word of this show. Okay, yep. that's that's our means of communication. You guys spreading us out there into the ether, like yeah. a like a dandelion, you know. Yeah, be a little like PMA horse. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. whore yourself out a little bit for us. Yeah, no, whore us out. Well, I mean, please just spread us everywhere like an STD. Like, mm. if, if you're a woman, <laughs> no dry humping though. Okay, if you're a chick, you know, get a size small shirt. You know what I'm saying? Instead of a medium. You know, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> oh, I get you know, you. just I want people to be like, what's that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, and I do that too. I'm gonna I'm gonna get extra tight shorts, and I, that way the eyes mm. go there. That's my PMA dick, and then my logo's right on my calf. And I'm like, what are you looking at? The logo mm. or my logo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have the have your wiener just on the the P, like the yep. the leg of the P. Yeah, oh, pardon okay. my American. Yeah, I like the embossed P on the pardon. That's, there you go. That's my dick. <laughs> yeah. okay. Anyways, let's get this shit going because I know there's a Shout. lot to talk about, and uh, I, I, I'm curious. Okay, I'm curious what you got to say. So this is the entrenched case in Utah. Okay, this is a bewildering <laughs> case where the Utah police launch an investigation into alleged ritualistic child sex abuse. And this is coming from the Utah County. So this happened all on May 31st. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you had a press release released by the Utah County Sheriff's Office on their website. And what they said was they announced that this is a, I'm just going to read it verbatim. In April of 2021. So over a year ago, they have started an investigation. So an investigation began into ritualistic child sex abuse and child sex trafficking that occurred in Utah County. The ensuing investigation discovered that other victims had previously reported similar forms of ritualistic sex abuse and trafficking that occurred in Utah County, Juab County, and San Pete County during the time between 1990 and 2010. Hmm. Portions of these allegations were confirmed. Now, they're working in cooperation with other local and federal agencies, and they are pleading with the public and encouraging victims or individuals with knowledge of these crimes to contact the Utah County Sheriff's Office spe- or Special Victims Unit, so SVU, yeah. Yeah. so that they can be offered... Not the TV show. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. that's a good TV show. <laughs> we need that sound clip. So, essentially, they're looking for anybody that knows any of this information, right? Yep. <clears throat> now... Um, the same day that this happened, you had the first tab up here. This is Adam Herbitz. Okay, so so first, before we get into yeah, this, yeah, yeah. what tipped them off? What started them, like, say, we need an investigation? Into so this? this is what we don't know, right? We don't know, because this happened in April 2021. So I'm just going to introduce this as we kind of know, okay. uh, and then we'll kind of get into the whole, like, uh, the questions thingy. Because as far as... A timeline goes. This is how it kind of went down is on May 31st, the Utah County Sheriff's just said, hey, we've been investigating child sex abuse for over a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they just threw that out there. Right. And then the same. <laughs> That's kind of a, a fucking right. Thing. Like during a fucking conference, you're just like, hey, we've been investigating this for over a year. And everyone's just like it was on their website. What? It was just a press release. Well, we just did our other episode a while back here and and we talked about doing this episode, right? Yeah. And you can tell why we could not do this on YouTube. I mean, this is going to be like a touchy subject for sure, right? Yeah. Well, and then, like, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of, like, what 
what was reported. Specific crimes? No, I want to just talk about the investigation and the people tied to it. For mm-hmm. sure. So this Adam Herbitz, he is a Fox 13 news reporter. Okay. He came out on the same day saying that, yeah, the Utah, or the Utah County Sheriff's Office is seeking information for this ritualistic child sex abuse. I've been investigating this case for months. So he personally has been investigating this on the side. Yeah, so not only is law enforcement have been looking at this for a year, he's been looking at it also. Now, to be fair, he could have been working with law enforcement, working with them. You know, I'm not saying like on the side, you know, he could be working on this with them. And he says, though, I can confirm some subjects of this investigation are high profile individuals. So people with power in the community. Right. Um, He then goes on. If if you go down to the next tweet in the thread. It says one of the targets of the investigation was a therapist previously charged with a series of sex crimes against young female family members. The Utah County Attorney's Office dropped the charges and the man was not convicted. Police reports indicate that they had a taped confession. And then in this uh, screenshot, he's showing a document that has been blurred out, but then prominently in the front, it says, I am sorry for raping you. And it is a quote. Now, you don't know where this picture came from, but you can kind of you'll get to know where it comes from. Right. But he is he's talking about a therapist a while ago that was claiming that, yeah, you have these female family members. They were, that were sexually abused, right? Um, I did see a meme that was like, therapist or the rapist? Mm. So we can call him the rapist if you want to. The rapist? The rapist. <laughs> wow. You know? <laughs> I like it. Wow. No, I'm, I'm soaking this in. I, I'm going to have questions for you. So okay. I just wanna, I'm definitely soaking this in. So Don't ignore my quietness, guys. So moving along this uh, the rapist. One of the survivors, Brett Bluth, came forward and he had a video with him. Adam Herberts did. And Brett Bluth said that he met the rapist through a referral from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to, quote, cure him of homosexuality. Mm. And the UCSO. So UCSO is the Utah County Sheriff's Office, right? So the UCSO says, quote, ritualistic sexual abuse usually means, quote, something that has religious overtones to it or the organized nature of it. And we can listen to this man's uh, confession here if we want to pull that up here. He's just basically talking about the rapist. Hypnosis was a big part of it. He told me that from the very beginning, that that was his main technique. Dr. would say, do you want to be healed of your homosexuality or not? And the answer was yes. Do you think this time it will be different? I do think it will be different. I think in part because I have some information that can connect some dots. Mm. Okay, so it's weird, right? He's talking about this time will be different. What are you, what are you talking about here, right? Um, moving on, Adam says that the USCO anticipates criminal charges, declines to name any of the suspects or the number of suspects being as careful as they can be. They're not answering on whether there are suspects of high profile or not. And the timing of this information release is not going to, they're not going to disclose any of this, right? The very next day, 
Utah County Attorney David Levitt holds a press conference. And in this press conference, he personally announces that he is not engaged in sexual abuse and cannibalism of children. Levitt is calling on the Utah County Sheriff Mike Smith to resign. Now, so here's the deal. As I listen to the whole thing, it's like a 40-minute press conference, right? He comes out and just right off the bat, there's been some accusations going around that I uh, am involved in this child's... But meanwhile, the Utah County Sheriff's Office has not named anybody. Has not said anything. They have not said a damn word about any suspects. Neither has Fox News. But he's got insiders, bro. He's got insiders. Come on. He, he like it, yes, he, yeah. That, but, somebody is going to say like, "Bro, your name's in this fucking thing somewhere." Yeah. So he's trying to get ahead of it. So this is the deal: is like no one named him, but he's coming out ahead of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so during this, he's basically saying, "I have not eaten children." I have not murdered children. Uh, that's is. Uh, do you have clips of that that you're going to be playing? So I do. I have some stuff that is basically his answer. So basically, he talks about his case against this. Yeah, and then also he has some questions like Q and A. Well, you mentioned this to us the other day when we were kind of you were kind of given a brief rundown of this. My my sure. question to you, not have seen this entire interview, is he saying those things in a form of sarc- a sarcasm? No. Oh, okay. Wait. Well, I'm saying like, guys, I didn't eat no kids. Like, come on. Like, no, because, so. you know, no, what I'm saying is we've seen this because of other. Or, or is he saying it in a fashion that like it's direct so he's, accusations and whatever he heard? I'm or saying read. Comet Ping Pong, like all that shit that's going around. People are like, guys, he's saying that the I'm claims fucking- are uh, ridiculous and okay. outlandish. Right. And absurd. Right, but which is, which is weird, like you said, because there hasn't been any claims for sure. To so the public, when he first comes out, he he goes, "I want to tell you about two cases. The first case involves Nicholas Rossi, and this Nicholas Rossi guy is a guy who faked his own death. He basically moved to Scotland to escape rape chart rape charges that he committed in Ohio, in uh, or in Utah County, I guess, in two thousand eight. So this Nicholas Rossi guy, he was saying that his M.O. is he uses nom de plumes. So he has like eight different aliases. Okay. So he'll go by blah, 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 blah. Um, if you look at the backstory of this guy, um, he was charged for aggravated uh, sexual assault. I guess he pinned a girl against the wall and masturbated and told the girl like that's stop. like Louis CK shit. He's like stop being a bitch, I'm almost done. Like he was quoted saying wow. this. Okay. And the guy's a piece of shit yeah. from all uh, you know, I can tell, yeah. right? Mm. And he he raped a woman in Utah County in 2008. The kit was tested. So when David Levitt became the DA, he noticed that there was a backlog of all of these rape kits from just years they're just sitting on the shelves Mm -hmm. so he was sending these in and one of them picked up nicholas rossi right and so nicholas rossi this guy was mentally ill i mean he's like legit psychopath when they were i guess arresting this guy he was uh hitting his head against the metal posts and screaming Mm -hmm. this is the per the cops you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um he basically is saying that this man, Nicholas Rossi, is he was found in Scotland because what happened was a nom de plume as Arthur Knight went to the COVID ward. And yeah, I was just looking this up. I just I just read it. He uh, 
was found in Scotland uh, after evading his fresh charges or whatever. Yes. Where he was at a hospital on a ventilator. Yeah. Now, almost dying of COVID. Now, this is a side story that I do want to go into because the story of Nicholas Rossi, a.k.a. Arthur Knight, is a fascinating one. Because mm. the, the timeline of him faking his own death and then him getting caught in this and then it just... It adds up to okay. Well, this looks and like, also that that thing said his wife is in on the faking his death too, and that you'd have a, to be. Yeah, and he had an obituary saying he died of cancer. Yeah, lymphoma. Yeah, or yes, yes, lymphoma. Yeah. So this guy is weird, but he David Levitt is accusing this man of being like this is his mo. We have beef uh, because he, we wanted to arrest him back in the day. We have had a you know multiple arrests of this man. He's had a troubled life. He's had like th- hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fraud. There was a A&E TV show where he convinced a woman to give him like $100,000 to do promos. And he just didn't do shit. And that was like right around the same time that he just went missing. He was reported dead mm. and he fleed the country. So basically he's a, he's a sex offender, but also a career con artist. He's a career con artist. Yeah. But now here's the thing. This, these are all allegations because this Arthur Knight guy is coming out saying, I'm not Nicholas Rossi. You got the wrong man. So he, and this is a whole side story. I mean, we can go into it now if you want. But I want to get to the juice of okay. the, the main topic. And we should go into it. But I say so, there's, there's some really okay. good stuff to this. Well, here we go. So Nicholas Rossi has it out for David Levitt. He hates David Levitt. Okay. He posts on his website a 151-page report. Mm-hmm. And this report is a victim statement from the rapist, the the uh, not the rapist, but the daughter of the rapist from an earlier case. Now, this earlier case was in 2012, where you had a man, the rapist, who was arrested off of like 12 sex crimes, uh, sodomy, all this shit, like dirty ass crimes. Right. And you had victim statements galore 151 pages of it the case of the rapist was closed as uh levitt's or herbert's at uh adam herbert's stated it was a closed case but what happened was this 151 word statement got out of there somehow and so this nicholas rossi posted it to his website saying hey look at look at david levitt over here you know he's uh look at all this shit that it says about him, and it says some dirty shit, dude. Like, and that's the attorney satanic general. shit. Yes, Utah attorney. General. Yes, and so, um, or is it district attorney? What? Which? What is it? I think it's just Utah County attorney. It might be attorney district attorney. He's a district attorney. District, right? Okay. So if you could go back to the, um, yes, right here. So keep on going down. So Adam Herbert's. It was personally mentioned by. He was called out by um, David Levitt during the, the conference, basically saying, like, shame on you. Where's Adam Herbert's? I, you know, you should do better, blah, 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 and all this stuff, right, going on. Um, so this 151-page report, so he, he talks about, like, he re, re, um, released this report. Now, the second case that David Levitt says, because remember, when he first comes out, he goes, I want to tell you about two cases. Nicholas Rossi, this career con honors, yeah. artist, and then also... The allegations back in 2012. Now, in this 151-page report, the the rapist had a daughter who he was molesting, uh, 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 allegedly, right? In this 151-page report, 
it calls out David Levitt and his wife and 15 to 20 other high level individuals within the Utah County community. So this is where his name is connected to this. And this is why I think he is coming out ahead of the story, right? Because his name is in that 151 page report. Mm -hmm. Now you're saying, okay, well, the Utah County Sheriff, they didn't mention anything about a 151 page report. Adam Herbitz didn't say anything about having this 151 page report. However, that screenshot that he said, you know, had the quotation that says, I quote, I'm sorry for raping you. Mm -hmm came from the 151-page report. So that that is proof that, oh, you have these documents, right? Not only that, but um, go to the next tab. No, actually the next one. So as Adam Herbitz is having this conversation with uh, the Utah County Attorney's uh, Twitter page, so that is actually David Levitt, right? David Levitt posts a screenshot of a text message, a chain of text messages. And he says, David Levitt is now publishing copies of my text messages, quote, an op or an opportunistic journalist with no interest in truth, unquote. You be the judge. Now, if you click on his, his actual tweet here, he, um, yeah, I just want to read what, yeah, you could. So this is Utah County attorneys. This is what David Levitt says. <clears throat> he says, the screenshot of the text from you Tuesday afternoon, drawing the connection, an opportunistic journalist with no interest in truth. We've been down this road too many times with you, right? Now, if you click on this, oh, shoot. Actually, just, I, I guess uh, we can just, I don't think the Zoom will work with the tweet. But you have. I mean, I can read it if you, if you want, but I can see. So David Levitt is in the blue. And David Levitt is saying, please forward the press release. And that here is the press release from the Utah County Sheriff's Office, right? Utah, uh, David Levitt says, what do you want to know? And Adam Herbitz, the reporter, says, there are allegations that Levitt is one of the subjects in, in of the investigation, right? Based on written statements filed years ago by one of David Hamblin's daughters, my understanding is that Hamblin is the primary suspect. Has Levitt been interviewed? What is his response to the allegations? And David Levitt says, please provide the written statement. Okay, wait, hold on. This right? does not sound like David Levitt speaking. So maybe this is not David Levitt. It, it can't this, be because he's referring to David Levitt in like a third person here. Mm. Has Levitt been interviewed? What is his response to the allegations? He would say, have you been interviewed? Yeah. What is your response to the allegations? Like, he's not talking to David Levitt. Okay. Well, Herbert says that this is actually him texting Adam Levitt. So maybe he's just texting the Utah County, or not uh, the district's office. Or some a secretary or some shit. Because that's not, yeah. you don't talk like that if you're talking directly to a person. Right? I mean, some people do talk in the third person. Uh, but I doubt this is the situation. Though. But so nonetheless... Um, he said, please provide the written statement. And it's 151 pages, blah, 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 blah. And just sent, it was entitled witness statement number three. You know, it's graphic. You can read it in the statement I forwarded. Uh, the alleged victim's names are redacted, all this stuff. So, but he calls out David Hamblin. Yeah. So and that's David the Ham therapist. The yeah, based, based on the, the websites and, and 
emails and stuff. It's probably a, a secretary to someone. Gotcha. Well, regardless of whoever that was in the text with him, David Levitt tweeted this out. Yeah. He tweeted this yeah. text message chain out, which puts out David Hamblin's name. No one was mentioning the rapist's name, except for now you have David Levitt publicly putting the guy's name out there. Remember, this guy was alleged and hit the charges were were dropped, right? It was yeah. like the case was or closed. Yeah. Actually, the charges weren't dropped. This is so bizarre. Like the case actually could be opened again. And you'll you'll see why. Because of it was such a long time ago. They had a lack of people like just cooperating. So I've never heard of this ever happening with a case, but was was this texting right here before, after he came out with the um, statement. So uh, this was on May 31st. So this was before David Levitt came out with his uh, press conference. So, but that's the thing though. That's why he came out the press conference. Cause in this thing that he had already tweeted out, it says, and he he put this up there, it says, there are allegations that Levitt is yep. one of the subjects of the investigation. Absolutely. So, so that's, that's that's why. Yeah, yeah, so we know why he came yeah, out. Exactly. I already knew that. I just wanted you to okay. but I'm glad you're uh you're getting this connection here, right? So David Hamblin, or not David Hamblin, but uh David Levitt, Levitt gets this text chain from whoever and he's like, Okay, so this is coming up again. Mm-hmm. This closed case from uh two thousand twelve. And now they're looking at it again. Why? And specifically the timing. And this is what David Levitt is saying. He's like, I have an election on June 28th. Yeah. And now you guys are coming out with this stuff against me when this case has been closed. Is he Republican or Democrat? I have no idea. What's his name? David Levitt. L E. A V I T T. I'm just curious about like what side of the aisle he's on. I would say he's Democrat. I don't know. It's Utah. You never know. <clears throat> That's true. I don't know if they can disclose, can they? As an attorney? But, um, party, maybe. Anyways, keep going, man. You're good. Well, yeah. So that's the thing is Levitt discloses the name of the therapist. When when you hear all these other accounts of people talking about the therapist, they're not disclosing his name. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is Republican. Republican Party. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so during this conference, uh, the press conference, he goes on and he says that if. You know, Mike. So here's the deal is the 151 page report. How did Nicholas Rossi get that and publish it to his website? And how does this Adam Herbitz have it? Right. Because he took a screenshot of it and he texted about it and he forwarded the 151 page report to the attorney counties or uh, the U- Utah attorney. Right. Yeah, can you get it through Freedom of Information Act, though? There you go. And that's how. Everybody's gotten it. Yeah. Right. And I know that there's some independent reporters out there who have them on their websites and all this stuff. And be like, hey, if you guys want to see the documents, I got this from a FOIA request. Here it is. Right. Uh, Adam Herbert's actually in that uh, Twitter chain. We don't need to look at it, but he actually shows his proof in the email of here's my FOIA request and here's what I received. So if you guys are wondering, I didn't steal nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> that's one thing that. Levitt was accusing. He's like, how did all these people get this? Right. 
Well, it's public. You can request yeah. it. You yeah. just need to know it's there in the first place. But are they colluding with one another? Is this a conspiracy against me with my campaign coming up here and the election happening on June 28th? Possible. That's what he wants to know, right? Mm-hmm. So he was saying that if it's found that the sheriff, Mike Smith, is colluding for political gain to come at me like with his or with my political opponents, then I want him to resign. That is him calling for the sheriff to resign. Yeah, but Republican or Democrat aside, this is the same shit that Hillary was talking about when she was running. And there was the email thing coming out and all Mm -hmm. this shit coming out where she was accusing Trump of trying to, you know. For sure. Deface her, basically. Yes. So the bottom line is, like, if this guy is doing something wrong, Republican or not, we need to know about it. Yeah. And so the thing is, is with the... um, the 151 page report, why it's not public out there right now is because it's part of this ongoing investigation. So they have included this as evidence in this ongoing investigation. So you can FOIA it, but you can't just publicly put it out there. So it, it there's a reason, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, Ooh, so maybe you are implicated, but there's been no charges brought forth. Is that true? What? That you can you can get a, a freedom of like the FOIA you can get that people share it all the time. We see that all know. yeah we see that all the time with with all these different organizations they get this information they put it out on the yes internet, but like, not with documents that are currently being used in an investigation. <clears throat> now and I could I, be, I could be wrong with that I mean maybe it's you know maybe I the mean, like Project Veritas I'm pretty sure has got information and and spread it around the internet like this stuff is public documents you just have to go down and get it this is where i got it from I mean, yeah i feel like i've seen that maybe, maybe I, i'm wrong i just don't know if the the police will put it out there publicly unless it's like you know what i mean I, if they're using it in an investigation i don't know if they'll publicly release well it. i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying though if it's actually in an investigation they wouldn't release the information to you because it is gotcha. an ongoing yeah. investigation if it's being able to be released to you then the investigation is either dead or over now i've heard that a lot of the names within the document have been redacted so maybe that's a part of it is they would redact they'll, the document. they'll give you the forward request but they'll redact the yeah stuff that's still under for sure yeah it, because this was a case that was closed right this was uh 2012 closed in 2014 yeah you know the the rapist so yeah. um levitt is levitt okay he's pissed livid levitt livid levitt Right. He's coming out guns a blazing. He's saying, hey, if this is found out and he called for an investigation, actually, an open investigation of the sheriff's office. Fair enough. Like an outside source coming in. Let's investigate this. Like if it's true, then let's look at it. Right. He's like, I have nothing to hide. If if this is what he wants to do, then let's have a full. Let's let's keep it open. Um, that it went to the commission's office to a vote to like disclose this. Do we need to? Do it. Do you want to? Yeah. No. It's all good. No. Skip. So um, I feel like this is juicy. You yeah. Know what I'm saying. So here's the deal: is they the commission voted against doing an investigation, an outside investigation into the the sheriff's office and also the uh, attorney county, uh, the district attorney or what is it? Utah County Attorney David Levitt office, right? District. Okay. Yeah. That sounded weird, but. Um, so nonetheless, at the end of this press conference, David Levitt was getting some questions from reporters. And this is the five clips that I took, and I wanted to kind of share some of them because he discusses his relationship with the, the rapist. Mm-hmm. 
um, what the, the therapist was arrested for originally. He prosecuted the rapist and also testified against him when the rapist was uh, going through a divorce against. So he, he, he basically they don't have good blood. Well, is that what you're saying? The, the supposedly, supposedly the documents mm, proved otherwise that they used to have good blood, but something went wrong. And so this is a strange... okay. But would you not argue that something going wrong could be the fact that they found out he's a rapist? For sure. I mean, you know, like you can be best buds with somebody and then find out the terrible secrets that they have and be like, "No, fuck that! Uh, I'm going yeah, right against you, you." Right? Absolutely. Okay. Now, um, one of the theories out there from these documents is that they so he and Hamlin, so the two Davids were close and they would hang out a lot. And it was David Levitt's wife. So it was a jealousy thing. David Levitt's wife started falling in love with the rapist. Mm. And that's why Levitt. Where's that coming from? The documents. Yeah. It's just a theory that's out there. I don't know. Personally, I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's like true or not. And these are all allegations, right? Maybe he had a big dick. Who knows? That's true. Possibility. Got that uncircumcised woman dick you know well yeah (laughs) well so nonetheless um this uh, david levitt and the david hamlin they don't like each other now so i think lds long dick syndrome you know what i mean there we go oh yes latter-day saints (laughs) so yeah if we could if we could play the first (laughs) clip this is the so this is the q a section after he kind of did his spiel and the reporters get to kind of so this is levitt's yes this is david levitt Love it. And reporters are asking him questions. You should know, if you don't know already, that when I was a law student, this therapist was my elder scorn president in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He was my neighbor. I had a family connection. When his wife learned of... whatever he was doing, she divorced him. And I testified at that divorce hearing. I'm well aware of who the therapist is, and I'm well aware of many of the players here. But, um, for example, you know, I've never, in my life, I've never been to Spring City, Utah. I, 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 you know, I, I could probably find my way there in San Pete County, but I've never been there. I mean, the allegations that are, that are there are so outlandish and so crazy to zoom in that um yeah they're, they're just not true so, okay so so he knew he was neighbors with this guy okay. had a family friendly relationship with him supposedly that's fine All right? i mean think of every bad situation that happens in life there's neighbors and friends that don't For have sure. a clue what's going on so that's fair but i will say the slow blinking dude it, you know, there's certain his, like things where you're he's like, thinking his, very carefully about how he's answering these questions. His body language is off right now. Yeah, he's nervous. He's going the blinking. The uh, you know when you like do the frown, you parse your lips. Yeah, he says. Uh, I mean, oh, it's, to be real fair, like he's obviously wanting to be very careful with his words. He's oh, absolutely. implicated in something. Yes. He is trying to make sure that he's fine. And that was his thing. And fair he's like, enough, I'm. Know, a, he's but. like, I'm out here doing a press conference for over forty minutes. For God's sakes, he's like, I have nothing to hide. So this is why. He's, Maybe he doesn't. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's go to the next clip. So in that clip, he admitted that he was f- friends with the guy, neighbors, family friends. Sure. He, but he also testified against him in the divorce hearing after his wife discovered whatever he did. Right. He had yeah. no idea. He knows. Like I was just like, yeah, but he's probably. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just cho- choosing not to. Yes. Spill those details for, for sure. All right. Let's go into this next clip here. Can you characterize your relationship with this therapist today? I haven't seen him in a decade. Have you talked to him? I haven't seen or talked to him. I've had no communication directly or indirectly. I don't even know where he lives. I have no idea of his whereabouts. He could be across the street for all I know. He could be in South America. I don't know. He, 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 is, he is a man who was my former neighbor. Uh, and I and I had a friendship with he and his wife to the extent that I went into court and testified on behalf of his wife to protect his children from him. Protect his children from him. Which is why I asked Dave Sturgill why the case had been dismissed. And Dave Sturgill's comment was because the evidence was just crazy. Okay, so Dave Sturgill was the DA before this guy. So he was the district attorney before David Levitt. And Sturgill said, uh, we're just going to get rid of this case because the uh, the charges are so outlandish. That's uh, according to David Levitt, right? But that's not the case. That's not the case. Because if you go to the second uh, tab here, courtroom audio sheds light on the case at the heart of the Utah County controversy. Now, there was courtroom audio captured of what they were talking about. And... David Levitt says the charges were just so outlandish that they dropped the case. But according to this audio, they said that the charges are some of the most horrid things that they've ever seen. And they're not outlandish, but we just we're not getting the we can't we don't have enough support to go through with it. It's not enough proof. And now this is where I was saying I've never heard of a case doing this before. I've never heard of like a stalemate and just like we'll take care of this later. That's pretty much what it went into. No, that's well. No, that happens. That it happens. does. Yes, it does. Okay, happen. where where you have a case where and we've seen this with uh, if you watch murder documentaries. Is or this like a killers. cold case? Is that what no, it? no, no, no. This would be like a um. I, there's a word for it, but a uh, where the jury cannot decide, where there's uh, holdouts. Okay, and the case gets hung jury. A hung jury, and so what happens is is you you get a hung jury. Yeah, and then they can retry the case. Oh, so that's. What I'm assuming you're meaning by this is that there was a hung jury or a cer- certain jury members that I, I don't even think there was a jury, bro. Because play this clip Ooh, because because yeah. this this clip will kind of explain the whole thing here. It's this one here. Yes. So if we go to the beginning there, and this well, looks, it's just these people. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna talk about what's going on here. Oh. Got to hit that audio there. Last week, over a child sexual abuse investigation. Now, Prosecutor Dave Levitt uh, called it a political attack on him. Sheriff Mike Smith refused to name suspects or link the case to Levitt, but both pointed to a case that was filed in 2012. Well, tonight, KSL investigator Daniela Rivera obtained courtroom audio that sheds new light on why that case was dropped. 
First off, this is not a so this is Mike Smith, motivated investigation. Sheriff. Why is it occurring seven days before the ballots drop in my election? Trading barbs through news conferences, Utah County Attorney David Levitt and Sheriff Mike Smith discussed a 2012 case that's now getting a new look. Those charges were dismissed by my predecessor because the allegations were so untenable and unbelievable. In an effort to protect the privacy of the woman who came forward, the KSL investigators are not naming the man who was charged. But 18 felony child sexual abuse charges filed against him were dismissed without prejudice in 2014, meaning prosecutors could still refile them. The still refile them. Last week, Levin announced he was named along with several others in a victim statement that was part of law enforcement's case file. He called the allegations 100% false, but admitted he has not reviewed the case. They're showing documents, says Church of Saint. Have you not looked at it? No, it's going to take several days. He said he did speak to the prosecutor who was assigned to the case 10 years ago. He told me they dismissed it because the evidence was so outlandish. But Levitt's statements about the dismissal don't quite line up with courtroom audio obtained by the KSL investigators. Uh Here's how the prosecutor and the defense attorney characterized the seriousness of the case in 2013. The allegations are some of the worst allegations of sexual abuse that I have come across uh, in the many years that I've been prosecuting these types of cases. If Mr. is convicted of these charges, he'll never see the light of day. I mean, he'll he'll be there for the rest of his life. Can you pause it real quick? So the first statement was Dave Sturgill, the previous DA, yep. and the next one was um, the lawyer of Defe- the defense the ra- attorney, the rapist, right? And okay. it says if it ever gets out, you'll never see the light of day. Exactly, right? And in a 2014 hearing, the prosecutor suggested dismissing the charges with a plan to possibly refile the case in the future. There's a lot more that needs to be done with this case. And it's just not coming together. I'm getting resistance from DCFS. And then there's other medical records that we're having some trouble gathering. A lot of it's due to just the age of this case. It's an extremely delayed disclosure. Witnesses have passed away. Records have been shredded uh, just because of the nature of the uh, length of the time that's come on. And so I think, uh, I don't believe this case will ever be ready to be tried. Why the case was never refiled and what will happen now are questions that remain unanswered. But Sheriff Smith says their investigation is now bigger than this one case. We have new victims coming forward. The man was yeah. charged. So anyway, you can. So the, so the judge, the DCFS Division of Child and Family Services, they couldn't get them to respond or help them out. Um, the medical records, he said that this this was just such an old case that it's difficult to find things. And even when David Levitt was being asked, like the reporters were just saying, well, can't don't you know this case? Can't you go just go find him? He's like, this was before computers and stuff like I could go find it, but it's going to take me a long time to go through and read the documents and, and search. Like if this was a PDF or something, I could just do a, con- a control F and find a keyword and go find it. But I'm like, don't these things have indexes? Like, yes. don't you log this and have an index where you can search? You know, yeah, but it depends on how long they actually keep information around. And when when was the beginning of this? Nineteen ninety. Yeah, nineteen ninety to two thousand ten were the charges. I feel like that's not before computers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it it's very early stages of computers, they had they so had like, some computers, but that was before. I mean, just watching other documentaries and stuff like they weren't sharing information as much. 
back then. It wasn't like a, a national. No, not sharing information, but they used things to log information. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, is like even with like work information, like documents that you keep for work, like generally, like you get rid of that stuff after seven years, after ten years, unless it's an open case, which you know, arguably this is. But yeah, well, so the point that I wanted to make with this clip is that Levitt during his press conference said that the charges were dismissed by my predecessor because the allegations were so unattainable or unattainable or untenable and unbelievable. But then you have this audio from the courtroom of his predecessor saying that the allegations are some of the worst allegations of sexual abuse that I've come across in the many years that I've been prosecuting these types of cases. So he's not saying that they're unattainable or untenable and unbelievable. He's saying that these are the worst things that I've seen. Yeah. But if they're the, yeah. Yeah, that could just, that comes down to a matter of opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like those are two totally different things, man. I got to be honest with you. Like, they, they could be terrible accusations, but if they don't have proof of any of it, or they don't have the information to have a hearing about it, they don't it have the information to have a hearing yeah, about it. Exactly. Yeah, and so, but that's why it was dropped because they didn't have anywhere to go. It wasn't dropped because it was so unbelievable. It was dropped because they weren't getting cooperation lack from these departments. Lack of information. The age of this is just like, you know, is it attainable? It might be unattainable instead of unatt- untenable. But I mean, I feel like they could be tied together. I mean, yes. if you if the, if the judge is saying like, let's say hypothetically, he says like, these are outlandish accusations, like crazy accusations. Um, if we had something to go with, I could follow your lead here. But with something this like in your face, like I'm going to need some shit for it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And we've seen certain cases, especially like... <clears throat> I was, we talked recently about the, uh, the, the guy who was having children with, you know, he was a doctor and he was impregnating with yes, yep. like it, that took forever to actually have a case and they were trying and trying and trying, but they didn't have all the information needed to actually go forth with the case. Yep. So this stuff does happen. Um, unfortunately because of the time and the age, I don't know. it's going to take a long time. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what. Well, I guess we can just let you go with it. And I'll, I'll ask it towards. The well, end. so we still have a couple more clips, right? Okay. We just we had the second clip, so now we have the third clip to play. And this is probably yes. So this is why the the rapist was uh, prosecuted here. County attorney, did you know anything about allegations of a sex ring, ritualistic sex abuse going on in San Pedro Avenue, Utah counties? You would have been the county attorney during the timeline. I prosecuted the alleged. You saw a really long blink as oh, yeah. he was asking was a, the question. Closed yeah. eye, triple blink. Yep. He closed it out. Yep. I prosecuted the therapist in Juneau County for poaching a deer. He pled guilty. It's been 20 years ago or more. He poached a deer to use for ritualistic purposes. He pled guilty to it, as I recall. And, and was I aware of any kind of ritualistic ring? No. I was not. Could you characterize you're, you're, saying your there, you're saying there that he killed that deer for a ritual purpose. For his he own. Had at least he killed. Was he killed. Something. He killed the deer. For for a Native American seminar, a, a Native American ceremony, not dealing in sex, murder, and cannibalism. Did you investigate that? No, that I did not. Because there were no allegations of it. I. I, I, the case was brought to me by the Department of Natural Resources for a deer poaching case, and I prosecuted the deer poaching case. 
So there we go. So the therapist was into sacrifices. He did a sacrifice for a Native American uh, ceremony. Come to find out that he actually was using peyote. He was doing psychedelics and hallucinogens. And that's one of these ways that he would hypnotize people. Because remember, the first guy, the Bluth, the the survivor, he went to this guy to cure him of his homosexuality. And he would hypnotize people. He would use drugs on his, quote, patients. But the deer thing, he just said that it was a poaching situation. Exactly. So they tried him on poaching. Yes, but he did also say that he was using it for Native American. Who I know, but who said that? Did did the dude say that after he was charged with the poaching situation? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, apparently like, that's that's in court documents. So if that wants to, or if you want to go look that up, I don't know if that's out there. But this is what David Levitt was saying: is that this is why he killed the deer. He killed it for a ritual, a Native American ritual. A after the fact, he found that out. Because he said, Maybe. I mean, he just said, like, I was giving a poaching charge. Yeah. yeah. Prosecute him on yeah. poaching. Yeah. That's all I knew at the For time. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. Um. So the next one is, I believe, what's the next clip here? Removed from church. Yes. So this is what happened after the church found out about the poaching and all this other stuff. When the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for whom I do not speak found out about this person's conduct, they kicked him out. So So pause this real quick. There is nothing... The conduct was also... It was not just the poaching, but it was why he got charged in 2012. It was the the child rape and the the sodomy and all this stuff, right? So the church found out about all this stuff and kicked him out. And I've I've heard that, like, you can get kicked out of the Mormon church or the Latter-day Saints for just getting your ear pierced, bro. So, I mean... You're getting accused of child rape? Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Right? So here we go. There, there is no organized ring of abuse. It was, it was debunked more than 10 years ago. It was dismissed by someone not in any respect affiliated with me. And it wasn't even investigated in a serious way by the Sex Crimes Task Force of Utah County. I I would suggest to you, if they didn't investigate it, that would suggest that it's because the story is just so crazy. How can you say that confidently, though, when you've already told us to... Wait, but he said it wasn't investigated in a serious way. When it was. But it was investigated. And it was investigated very seriously. So he's trying to throw this under the rug like, this is so bizarre and outlandish that you guys just leave it alone. But it's like, well, can't you just talk about it? Like say the reasons, but see, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this together. So don't mind my uh, lack of knowledge on this, but when you say investigate it seriously, what do you mean by that? Like try to interview the suspect. That's what I mean. What does he mean by that? Either, either it's investigated or it's not investigated. There's no such thing as, Halfway uh, investigation. No, there like, is seriously. such thing as halfway investigations, man. You could look into something and not put a lot of thought into it. That's, that's Then you normal. didn't do an investigation. Mm. I'm just saying you can. No, I, so I, maybe I, I disagree with you on that. Maybe it like, wasn't seriously. There, there's cases where people are like, I'll look into this. And you can't, you kind of dive into it for a minute. And you're putting some pieces like there's nothing here, bro. Like the, we don't have anything on this. 
That would be like you looked into it and you're not finding any any kind of like trail of like, hey, you know, we got something here that's leading this direction. Yeah. We need to continue. If you're if you're kind of at a dead end with it, you're like See, I look at it differently. I think any any situation that any agency is doing an investigation into something, that's a serious investigation. You're spending tax dollars and you're you're paying manpower to investigate this. That's a that's a serious investigation. You're seriously doing it. If it wasn't a serious investigation, it doesn't matter. That's a bullshit statement. So it here, still is investigating. Here's an article no, that I have. I'm looking into, yeah. like, this is the prosecuting attorney at the time, David Sturgill, who was, you know, in the court doing this case, right? Um, he's still having difficulty getting evidence it needed to move forward with the case. Um, this is also saying that Sturgill said that because of the, quote, extremely delayed disclosure... It had been difficult to gather evidence needed to take the case to trial and both the prosecution and defense are having trouble getting medical records and records from the division of child and family services. That's what I'm saying though. I feel like there, there is a difference between having multiple people on a case and just saying like, Hey Joe, look into this man like that. It's is an investigation. You're right. But it is not a serious, like deathy investigation. <clears throat> if the past don't go farther than like, say you're saying yeah. with the, not getting evidence, Right. You can only go so far. Okay. So well, maybe the manpower, what he means, I, I'm, I'm assuming what he means is like they didn't have like a lot of manpower into this. It was like one dude running the show and he mm-hmm. wasn't going anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying like when you say like it wasn't a serious investigation, like I didn't look seriously into it. That's what I'm, I'm kind of gathering. It's subjective. It's, like, it's serious, subjective. It's subjective. But I just mean like if you would have had a team for it. Like, this is a ring. Here's nine guys running this. That's a serious investigation. Yeah. Like, we see with serial killers, right? A big investigation on who's doing this. But if you got one guy running the show, I, I don't see that as, like, a serious investigation. Yeah. And easily corruptible. So, this Possible. the second yeah. half of this clip, this guy's going to say, well, isn't this a conflict of interest? Like, you're saying, like, don't do this. Don't look into this when you're a suspect here. So, back it up just, like, a couple seconds there. There we go. And he looks very uncomfortable. How can you say that confidently, though, when you've already told us today you haven't reviewed the case file? How can you stand here and confidently say there was no, that this was a justifiably dismissed case, when you've already told us you haven't seen the case? I have already told you that I knew who the, who the therapist was. And I had a conversation with the deputy county attorney in this office that prosecuted the case, Dave Sturgill, I had that conversation many years ago and asked about the status of the case, and he told me they dismissed it because the evidence was so outlandish. So, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't, that, that to me is like, he's, he's fucking up there, because outlandish means shit. We've seen some yeah. outlandish fucking crazy cases. Outlandish shit happens every fucking day. Exactly. But see, why didn't he just say the evidence was unattainable? Like, we couldn't get it. It was such they a They were at a case. dead end. There we go. Just say that. Yeah. They they were at a halt. Yeah. It was turning into a cold case because we weren't able to get information we needed. No. Boom. He, basically, what that says to me, he's trying to, to go on the narrative that the, it's all make-believe. For sure. That's what I'm getting out of it, too. Like, it, it's so it, unbelievable. It's so, that, you can't... It's unbelievable. There's... We... <clears throat> Didn't take it serious. Yeah. Okay. What's this last clip? I, there's one more here. Uh, length report. Okay. Yes. So this this is. Uh, How are you connecting their press release with these cases? Because it, it seems that you 
just said you don't know that they're connected. Oh, they're, they're, they're connected. Oh, oh. Can you share how you know that? Um, if you, if you, what I'll do for you is I'll put together graphics that, that make the connection, all right? Instead of me speaking off the cuff and saying something that might get a detail wrong, I'll provide the links and the graphics that demonstrate that. When? Whatever I have prepared. I mean, this is, you know, this wasn't on my docket of things to do yesterday. Mr. Levin, yes. how is not a conflict of interest that you're calling for the resignation of the sheriff over an investigation of which, by your own admission, you and your wife are suspects? Me and my wife are not suspects in an investigation. You said you were involved in the allegations. I mean, you I, made that. I am not yourself. a suspect in a criminal investigation. Then what? Then what is this about your wife's reputation being tarnished? If, that, if you and her are not suspects, uh, just because you wind up in a police report with someone making an allegation does not make you a suspect. A suspect is someone that a governmental agency is is asserting that you have, are guilty of criminal wrongdoing. Just because, I mean, you could wind up in the in, in the police report. Does that make you a suspect? Not necessarily. But I you're agree. saying that you were Other the, you were receiving you are the you So then he just goes on to another reporter. And I, I kind of see where he's going. He's like, you know, I'm not a suspect, but why are you out here? Why are you assuming that you are... I By mean, doing this press conference, you're assuming you are a suspect. But I mean, you're you're just addressing the allegation, one, dude. He's addressing the allegations before they come out. Right? This is a tough one because I, I'm just saying, like, step back from what we just had this discussion about. If this was going on and this never happened the way that it's happening at this very moment, and these allegations were coming out, these people were saying certain things. His name was involved, and he was dead silent and avoiding the conversation. We'd be having the same conversation. Like, why are you not fucking speaking up on this, dude? Like, if you didn't do anything, talk about it. So that's the thing is he's I'm giving him some credit, right? He's out here talking about this shit openly. And he and he, to be fair, he says he goes on to say, I have nothing to hide. Well, I mean, we've, you know, I, I think we've had people like Epstein say shit like that, too. You know, it's yeah, it's, uh, and yeah, it's pretty easily just easy to say you have nothing to hide when you can get people looking into it fired or, yeah, people to back you and yeah. just say, hey, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to think of this whole thing. I honestly like feel like this is like a huge nothing burger or it's like this massive thing. And I, I don't know where to go with it. Uh, yeah. Because and like he may ha have nothing to do with anything. Like there's no evidence saying that he does. There's a document that has his name in it. Right. Yep. That's it. That's the only thing. Like there's sure. no release of like what. He, what? Let me ask you this. You looked into this more. Mm -hmm. and I'm saying this knowing the answer a little bit. What is he accused of doing? Uh, well, there's a lot that I don't feel comfortable saying, but there's also new evidence that we don't know about, right? Because if, if the Mike Smith sheriff is saying that we have perpetrator, not perpetrators, but, um, victims coming forward mm -hmm. and their allegations are matching allegations that we've seen in this 151 page document. But wasn't the document primarily about the therapist? Yeah, and 15 to 20 other individuals, and Levitt and his wife were among See, them. See, that was something that was never said on the show so far, like that there's 15 no, I, to 20 other people. Yeah, I said that early on. Oh, I don't. Uh, I missed that, so I, I missed that. I know that you said there's high-level people that were, were accused. Yeah, but David Levitt and his wife were personally named within this document. Okay. 
along with other people from Utah County and whatever counties. <clears throat> so, but, and the things that he was accused of doing are atrocious. Yeah. And but that's what I'm asking. Cause I, that's what I'm saying. Like, did, is there specifics about Levitt and his wife that we have heard about that we could say like, this is what is said about him and his wife. Like, is that out there? Or is that like, is his name? Just I, I'm assuming it's, it's, it's part of the document. His name is amongst a group of people that the accusations are thrown at all of them. Yeah. Okay. So the way that the documents are laid out from what I can tell is like, there's case by case. Mm-hmm. And so it's like case one, here's what happened. Who's here's who is involved. Here's what they did. Here's okay. where it happened. But you haven't personally seen like what those no. are. Okay. So that's, that's like, if you want to get the document, I guess you can FOIA it, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm just asking if you knew, because like that's the thing is like uh, my stance is always like obviously like I believe in innocence till proven guilty, absolutely. Right? And I haven't seen anything that's yeah. directly putting him in a situation where like we can go like, ooh, that's not a good look, dude. Yeah. Like that's not good for you. Now, to be fair, I have listened to shows who actually have the documents yeah. because they've received it via FOIA, and um, they the the detail is is gross. Okay. We don't, I mean, we don't have to talk about those no, no, specifics. No. And the names are there. And then also, um, it's very descriptive. They said that the, the amount of detail that is in this, it's like writing a book. Like okay. you would have to be like a Harry Potter novel, like where you're coming up with these crazy freaking, I'm like, okay, but there's some imaginary people. Yeah, but well, yeah, that's, see, that's an issue on its own, right? It's something that's like, uh, yeah. I mean, that detailed, like, generally in times of trauma, people are talking, like, for sure. You're not really now. I'm not defending this man because, yeah, I'm completely aware that he could very well be involved with some nasty shit. Well, here's a couple things about David Levitt is when he got in in 2020, he disbanded the special victims unit for sex crimes. He disbanded it. He didn't get rid of it, but he allocated the resources to, to different groups and basically split it up. So that way it's not as efficient, not as effective. Why? Why? No, no there has to be a reason. Yeah, that's do. one reason why Mike Smith doesn't like this man. And but he, he never gave a reason for it. Like, I will say this. I, I did hear that he blamed, he blamed the SVU for all of the years of backlogged rape kits not being tested. Okay. So he's saying like, they were ineffective what is, already anyway. Yeah, I was like, what are you guys doing? This stuff's all just sitting here, so let's just break this up, and we'll see if it can work this way, right? Yeah. But I think what Mike Smith took that as is, like, you're breaking something up that is already working. Like, yeah, we have these allegations, but we're prioritizing them. Like, you can't just send out all the rape kits at once. Like, you got to go, do we have further evidence on this? Well, I mean, uh, fucking how many rapes are you getting a day, dude? Like, yeah, no you shit. You send the kit out when you get the fucking kit. I don't, that to me is ridiculous. Yeah. Like and you have a hundred backlogged fucking kit. I'm not, that's a made up number, but I'm saying you have a hundred, sure. like what you didn't send them out. And that's yeah. the thing is with this, uh, the Nicholas Rossi guy, right? His rape kit was from 2008 that's and crazy. it sat on the shelf and he years. took it in at like 2017. He put it in, he sent it out. It's like, is it even going to be accurate at that point? Yeah. I mean, those are pretty, um, some other things. So Jeff gray is his political opponent. So David, David Levitt is running against Jeff gray. Um, Adam Pomeroy was also running against uh, David Levitt, but he dropped out to support Jeff Gray. Adam Pomeroy was once a member of the disbanded SVU. So you have this guy who worked as like the special victims unit 
he dropped out of the race and he's like supporting this uh Jeff Gray guy. Mm. But the David Hamblin thing, what's weird to me is the connection with the church, the Mormon church. Because why are they protecting his name so much? And I get it. Like he was accused and it was never brought to a jury. So why bring up his name? But Levitt threw his name out there on Twitter, bro. On Twitter. Put his name out there. It was in a text message. Hmm. But if you look at Hamblin, that name is a common last name in, yeah. in Mormon, right? In Utah, in the Mormon church, right? So Jacob Hamblin was a Western pioneer and missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he was a diplomat to various Native American tribes of the Southwest and Great Basin. So he was one of the pioneers of the, the Latter-day Saints church. One of the kind of well, who, founders. Where does this say he was a founder? No, I said a pioneer. Was this not? No, he was a, he oh, was a Western pioneer, but he wasn't a pioneer of the church. Okay. The way that I've understood it is that he was a big part of establishing the church of Latter-day Saints within this region. Area. Yeah. And if you look at who he was married to down there in the spouses. Yeah. He's married to a ton of people. Yeah. He had the plural marriages. And also Sarah Priscilla Levitt. Yeah. He's married to a Levitt. Now, are these all related? I don't know. But it's just, you know, Levitt could be like a Williams of uh, Utah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if they're all interrelated and this is just like a big family and they're kind of in it to, to win it, bro. Type of wow. thing. So they have that new documentary or kind of series on Netflix, uh, the Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, which talks about the um, Warren Jeff case. The church, right, where they have multiple wives, some of them fucking 60 fucking wives. Yeah, Mormons, yeah, they have well, wives. No, not Mormons. It's oh. not, no, Mormons are not that way. There's a sect of, like, a doctrine of the Mormon church that allows this. Gotcha. It's not Mormons as a whole. So is it just this Latter-day Saints, though, then? I, I, I don't want to act like I know a whole mm. bunch, but there's, like, it's there, there's the Mormon church, and then, like, which is Latter-day Saints, but there's a secondary, kind of like an older style where they marry Tons of people. This guy is one of them. He's married yeah. five women. But what I'm saying is watching that documentary, which is his own sex crazy shit going on in Utah, <laughs> Arizona. Um, you'll find that a lot of the names, they marry each other. For sure. So yeah. the uh, kids, if you guys haven't seen the documentary, it's fucking mind-blowing. As early as 14, they were having their daughters marry even like first cousins, second cousins. So what you saw is you saw a lot of like, I mean, there was... 700 kids in the community yeah. small yeah. and all of them sharing the same last name or yeah. a lot of them sharing the same last name. Dude, yeah. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is the, the names, if you look at like Utah as a whole and yep. kind of the religion that they have as a whole, it's not uncommon to see large groups Dude, with the sure. same names, especially these guys. Yeah. So Hamblin, Levitt, those are very popular names mm -hmm. in the area, supposedly. So, so he could definitely have ties. Yeah. Does that mean anything? No. I mean, maybe, I don't know. For sure, right? Yeah. Um, I just found that that was odd. Um, another thing is that back in 1991, I don't have this article pulled up for you, Chris, but <clears throat> the Deseret News, that's like the local newspaper over there in uh, good old Utah. Mm -hmm. In 1991, you had this article come out. It says, the church evaluating reports of satanic cults in Utah. 
And officials from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints said Friday they are evaluating reports that satanic cults dedicated to sexually abusing children are operating within the church. This is the Daily News, pretty much, talking about this. The issue arose Thursday with television news reports about an internal church memo suggesting that as many as 800 people may be involved in the practice along the Wasatch Front. And this memo comes from Bishop Glenn L. Pace. He's the presiding bishopric. Uh, It was leaked to local media, including the Salt Lake Messenger, an anti-LDS publication, and published the memo. So, I mean, it's 12 pages long, and I know that this has kind of been a thing for a while. And I just want to make a quick correction the um, Warren Jeff situation, that is the fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the FLDS. So mm. that is a, uh, that is a polygamous, is that how you say that? Polygamous. Polygamous, there you go, denomination of the Mormon church. Gotcha. So it's a complete, I mean, it is it is very similar, but it's also kind of like a different denomination gotcha. of it. So, Well, so bottom line is that there's been reports of this abuse happening within the church itself. Back in 1990s, 1991, right around the time that they started looking into this, this uh, the sheriff's office is looking at reports between 1990 and 2010. I'm not saying that, you know, all of this is true. I mean, these are all allegations, right? So, well, I do. You watch a documentary, though, and it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, they, they were literally like the amount of like cases of uh, rape, um, yeah. incest. Uh, there was obviously like underage shit marriage happening yeah. um there's a problem problem man in utah uh, i'm not saying that's utah utah is beautiful and the people are super nice but i'm just saying like there's issues with the church sometimes and i don't know that these are tied together but they kind of like in that particular town i can't remember where they moved they moved um they were in utah and, and his church moved to like the border of arizona mm. and they had their own town and they literally were self I mean, they 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 actually claimed that it was the most lawless city in America, right? There was no government influence. Everything was, all the police were handpicked by the church. All the important figures were church-picked. Yeah. So there was no outside influence at all, allowing them to do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. But to be fair, like, the, the city or the state heavily went after these people. It wasn't until they went to Texas. They actually ended up moving to Texas. The Texas was like, we don't fucking do that here. And then they they put a kibosh on the whole thing. And they mm. fucking. But I'm saying Utah was attacking that. They didn't want that shit. So I'm not saying that the entire, you know, Utah government is all fucking weird. But. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys, these are all just allegations that are out there. Yeah. Hamblin had his name cleared in 2014. Right. As far as we know, that those charges that were, you know, brought up against him, they were all dropped because. There's no evidence to move forward. It was stagnant, right? So yeah, I wouldn't say he was, his name was cleared. No, well, I wrong, guess I guess yeah, that's, that's a wrong term, but but that's why nobody's saying his name is because like we are, I guess. <laughs> well, I, it was brought out know, on Twitter I know, I know, by I know, I know. David it's Levitt. It's cool. So it's it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, there's all these allegations and you have victim statements, but. When you get random victim statements that kind of mesh and you go, oh, yeah, this person said the exact same M.O., right? The modus operandi. It fits the model, right? It's that kind of thing where I don't know what else they have. I don't know what else evidence there is. Mm. So, okay. 
Um, another thing about David Levitt, though, he lived in Ukraine for like 18 years. He was a prosecutor over there. He was um, like really good friends with the Ukrainian president before Zelensky. Um, there was an article right here. So right before this Ukraine-Russia conflict happened, David Levitt made a quick exit out to Ukraine, but he was stuck in Amsterdam with COVID-19. So if you scroll down, I think I highlighted some stuff. Oh, it must have gotten. No, here. that top so paragraph scroll. is. So right here, um, Levitt, who taught in Ukraine with the American Bar Association for more than a decade, has owned an apartment in Kiev for several years. With news of a threat of a Russian invasion, Levitt said in an interview on Wednesday that he booked the hasty trip to Ukraine to, quote, get, and this isn't a quote, to get paperwork proving ownership of his apartment and collect some personal effects. And it says that he had extra cash in his case, or he had extra cash in case the internet went down and the ATMs didn't work. So he was just using extra cash. Why would he need to prove the ownership of an apartment? Why would he personally go over there? Why wouldn't he have one of his, you know, he lives sub- there. just have somebody go and fly, be like, hey, um, can you or send me a document? Don't you have somebody working over there for yeah, you? Yeah, you or- couldn't like, hey, fax me your document saying you own this place. So, and I found something that he was over there during the Orange Revolution. I guess Ukraine had an Orange Revolution. Hmm. And remember, everybody was wearing orange the other day for gun safety. Oh, yeah. I just found that that was a weird connection orange Mm. so he's all tied up in ukraine it's like what does he know in ukraine what's going on over there is this just a stretch he has his own foundation the levitt foundation he and his wife so it's like you know with foundations kind of a money pot type of thing and what's your take what's your hot take where we're at right now um right now I'm, i'm a little like Right now, it's like there's an election coming up. So this is kind of like his October surprise, but yeah. in June. But it's like, don't just throw out allegations. Show some proof, Mike Smith. If you're the yeah. sheriff coming out and you're you're saying this stuff, to be fair, Mike Smith didn't even drop Levitt's name. And I think Mike Smith got mad that Levitt was coming out saying, like, why are you coming out and saying that you're part of this? Yeah, Like, we didn't even say your name. But I think that if... <clears throat> if Levitt is truly worried about it, then that's why he's coming out against or coming out ahead of it. Right? Because if it's just all rumors, then yeah, you should come out ahead of it and be like, these were all rumors. Because mm-hmm. I got a, I got a text message from this Fox 13 reporter. Yeah, unless you're in the crosshairs, there's no reason for you to dodge a bullet. But yeah. he was in the crosshairs because he decided that he was going to just because of forward those text messages that had his name in it as implicated. Yeah. He He chose to do that though. Yep. Yes. But if you truly have no part in it and nothing to worry about, why do you, why do you feel like you need to make this huge public statement? Because he knows uh, how the media works. Yeah. The media will slander you and then people will get the wrong idea and then they'll vote you out. That's what, that's what it helped. Well, to be fair, I mean, what I mean, we had this long discussion about it, and I do think that there's some interesting things. But like I said, like where where is the thing, anything about him, like specifically that's out there for people to see and understand? Like you were saying, if you have information, like we need to see it. Unless you aren't 
part of an investigation, right? I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing. This is where where I'm struggling with it, right? Like, yeah. why are we discussing this if we're not even close to a fucking anything? Like, we don't know if we are. We don't. <clears throat> but that's what I'm next, saying. This is real premature. Well, yeah, exactly. And next, what is it? Six days from the time that we're recording this? Six more days until he's uh, up for election. So we'll see what happens. But I I think it looks like a political hit job right now. But I think that there might be if there's other perpetrator other victims coming forward, it might be a bigger case than even just Levitt himself. Yeah. I mean, what's your take, man? Uh, I don't know. It honestly could be just a a political propaganda thing. I mean, if they're just they're hiding behind. We can't release the the details and information because of an investigation. Or you could do like the FOIA request, like we were saying earlier, and get the actual 151 documents if mm-hmm. you wanted. Mm-hmm. I guess, but honestly, how many people are actually going to do that? Well, and what dis- what difference does it make if you do have it? Um, like if you're sitting and reading it and you're going, "Oh, this is bad." It's from a case well, that's been exactly closed. without without evidence. It's all hearsay. Yep. it's your word against mine. Yep. So, I mean, it honestly could be just a political hit job, but at the same time, with witnesses coming forward and as many people that may or may not be involved, mm-hmm. that that's hard to just put that out there and then not expect to have to back up what you just threw out. My my whole thing is if if a victim came forward and described exactly verbatim or at least pretty damn fucking close to what happened in those 151 documents or at least in one of the cases, then you're going, whoa. Have you ever seen these documents? Do you know that this is saying they could they could have got the documents? Yeah. Or they could have never seen the documents and they're they're telling the truth. I'm 50 50 on the shit, dude. Really, fifty fifty. Yeah, I think like, this is just gonna be a. Let's see is, how this fucking plays yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Because this could be like a real big thing, and that's a that's possible. It also looks like a fucking Democrat hit job. And at the same time, you have to ask too, like if these documents were let out to people who got the FOIA request before it became a huge thing, why is his? Why are these couple names the only ones that are being put out there? These couple names. Yeah. If there was 15 or 20 or whatever fucking people involved, mm. why has nobody heard of the other people? <clears throat> I mean, I don't like the original case. I think, to answer your question, I think it's because Adam Herbitz reached out to the Utah County uh, District's office. Right? He messaged, yeah. he, he texts the Attorney General's office or the Attorney's office asking about David Levitt's and the 151 page report. And then he's a subject on this and all this stuff. Right? Yeah. But. At the same time, other not just him has those 151 page report, right? Yeah, but I don't think Fox 13 was texting other people about their implications on this. It was mm-hmm. just texting because it was the county district's person. office. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I'm curious on where it's gonna go. It seems like this. I know it's like high. They're saying like high figures in the like. I think Utah's district attorneys to me. I'm like. Utah's yeah. fucked up. Get uh, out of there. I don't know about that. I I don't want to. Yeah, say that. high profile people would is a. I'd like to know what they mean by that. Well, it's just like the mayor of our town is considered high profile of our town. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. if they're like there's high profile people in Cal's County, I'm like, yeah, but what, well, obviously this is I, I I assume this is localized, so it's probably going to be within that no. county or within the state. 
I just feel like there's like a lot to unpack. First of all, the rape situations with the 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 rapist, the yeah. therapist, yep. that doesn't bode well for me. Like I feel like that that is a thing, and it's a thing that they should look into, and I, I'm sure they are looking into because um, I, I I'm sure there's evidence out there, and I feel like that case is its own thing. Like that's its own like. Well, that's what what that's what was implied. I yeah. think what Adam Herbitz when he texts saying. Um, Hey, we have this 151 page report. Um, I want to get David Levitt's response on this. Yeah. I who I don't know. <clears throat> so. I don't know. I just it does like strike me. I mean, how many times did we see like Trump say like we have more and more people coming out that he was, you know, fucking around with chicks? And no, shit. this is like this yes, is why I want to I want to see because less than a week. Yeah, I know. That's what you I'm saying. I mean? It's like I want to see been going, this has been going on for a fucking decade plus, dude. And they've been investigating this for over a year. Why would the sheriff's office come out and say that then? You know? And not only that, but the Nicholas Rossi guy, um, a.k.a. Arthur Knight, I think it's the same person, but it, it might not be. But he's he's basically saying, like, I am not the, the man. He's totally weird, dude. He has this fake, it looks like a fake British accent, but he always has an oxygen mask on because he got COVID. He can't walk because he had like severe COVID. Hmm. So he's stuck in a wheelchair, but he always has That's an alias, oxygen dude. mask on his face. And like when he, when he got caught, he was rolling out of the hospital with a top hat thingy on that oxygen mask, gloves, every, he was just all covered up. It was like, you're always covering your face. It's bizarre. But his lawyer worked for the special victims unit that Levitt disbanded as well. So, so there's a lot. Why, to this. why would the lawyer go over there to Scotland from here to uh, basically uh, support this man? There's no money in it. You think this guy has money? Like, I mean, I'm looking at his surroundings, not looking like he has a lot of dough, bro. He's a random dude in Scotland named Arthur Knight that they're claiming is Nicholas Rossi, who faked his own death. And there's evidence there to support that he did. So he faked his own death. But he, he's, he's uh, Arthur Knight is arguing. He's like, just because I look like this guy doesn't mean that I am this guy. Like he had, or, uh, Nicholas Rossi, I guess, had all these tattoos on his arms. Arthur Knight doesn't have any. And people are like, well, do you have scars? Because did you get them removed and all that shit? Jesus. <clears throat> this, I mean, it's in depth, man. But it's like, why would the disbanded SVU lawyer go... Because he's pissed. He's pissed. I think he's pissed. That's what I'm saying, though. There's a lot to unpack here, and I'm not saying this. I don't know what direction this is going. But it seems, but it like, it a seems like a lot of job. vendetta shit going on here. A lot, a lot of that. Would, what? A, what an extreme vendetta, though. I mean, you to get a group of people be like, yeah, you want to get this David Levitt out of there? Let's do this. Okay, go, 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 go. You know, it just seems so coordinated. If it is that uh, political hit job, <laughs> well, isn't everything in politics? Yeah, yeah I mean that coordinated to get what they want, depending who it is. I've just never seen the good guys, I guess, be this coordinated. I'll put it that way. So hopefully they are good guys, and maybe David Levitt is, you know, really not a good guy. But then again, it's like who the fuck knows without evidence. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's like we don't have anything, and if there's not a hearing, there's no court date, there's nothing. No. Like we don't have anything. There's no accusations. There's exactly. no charges. Yeah, just like what he was so, saying. And no one's not, a suspect. So. Like, is he corrupt? Probably, but until something comes out, like that's impossible to say. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, I think it looks like a political hit job. Is that where you're at? 
That's what it looks like. I, I'm 50-50, man. I, I, I see both sides. It's fucking weird. It's weird. That's why keep I'm obsessed with it. Keep your eyes on it, though. I'm obsessed with it. No, yeah, I, think, I, I think I'm 50-50, too. Yeah. I think there's definitely some sick fucking people out there that do this kind of shit. But also, we know how politics work. There's a lot of reach in this, too, though. Yeah. So, shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. Good one. I mean, I, I, I definitely hope that we can do a follow-up on this when shit is opened up a little bit more, especially with yeah. the election coming up. So Yeah, let's see after the election. Let's see yeah. what happens. All right, everybody. Well, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Go to pardonmyamerican.com. Get some brand new merch. It looks so sexy. And until next time, we'll Oh, sign up for Patreon. We got uh, Paranormal Show Saturday. Go check that yes. shit out. Dude. And we just got a new one tonight. Ooh. Nice. And no call-in show this Friday. No call-in show. All righty. Until next time, sayonara. See ya. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.